Long History Henry Hudson, Journey 2, Part 2 Arctic Islands and the Hope of Passage How did New York's famous river, the Hudson, and Canada's vast Hudson Bay get their names? Find out about Henry Hudson's four historic journeys here. Hello everyone, I hope you're having a good day and welcome to Long History. Each episode of Long History contains a 10 to 15 minute clip taken from historic source documents. The document we're covering at the moment is Henry Hudson's diverse voyages and northern discoveries. It contains four journeys. Here we're on the second voyage, which started in the last episode, and in this one, Henry Hudson heads to the northeast in an attempt to find a passage to the Far East. More specifically, he heads from England towards the northeast around the Norwegian coast into the Barents Sea in the Arctic Circle, and in this episode, he reaches the huge, but to Western audiences relatively unknown islands, today known as Novaya Zemlya. In this document, they call it Nova Zembla. It's a wild, unpopulated area with lots of birds and walruses. Now this is a standalone episode, as are all episodes of Long History, but obviously, if you haven't already, you can go back and listen to the first part of Henry Hudson's journey, and subscribe to be informed of when the remaining episodes in this series, which contains 25 parts in all, are released. This specific journey, the second, has only four episodes, and this is the second of four. So here we go, with Henry Hudson, Journey 2, Part 2, Arctic Islands, and the hope of passage. The 18th, fair weather, the wind at southeast and by east. From midnight till this day noon, we sailed northeast and by east, in the latitude of 75 degrees 24 minutes, and had good ground at 95 fathom. Ooze as before. Here we had ice in our sight to the northward of us. In the afternoon, having little wind at northeast, we cast about and lay east-southeast, and at six o'clock had ground at ninety-five fathoms and a half, ooze as before. From noon to twelve o'clock at night, our way was southeast and southeast and by east, and had the sun on the meridian north and by east half a point eastward. The sun's height was eight degrees forty minutes, sounding ninety fathom. All this day we had ice on our larboard trending, and at this time from the northwest of us to the east-southeast, I have some reason to think there is a tide or current setting to the northwards. The course we held and the way we made between this noon and midnight observations do make me suspect it the more. The 19th, fair and warm weather, the sea smooth. Here the needle inclined under the horizon 89 degrees and a half, being in the latitude at noon of 75 degrees 22 minutes. Sounding we had ground in an hundred fathom. From 12 o'clock last night till this day at noon, we accounted our way from east and by north to southeast ten leagues, having ice always in our sight, trending on our larboard. We had the wind between north and north-northwest. We saw the sun at the lowest on the north and by east, half a point easterly. His height was 8 degrees 10 minutes, which maketh the pole's height 74 degrees 56 minutes. Sounding, we had ground in 126 fathom. From noon to this time, we accounted our way east and by south and east-southeast, 12 leagues. 
The 20th, fair, warm weather. This morning, at four of the clock, we had depth 125 fathom. Here we heard bears roar on the ice. And we saw upon the ice and near unto it an incredible number of seals. We had sounding 115 fathom, and after ground at 95 fathom, sandy ooze. We had the sun on the meridian north and by east, half a point easterly. His height was 7 degrees 20 minutes. From 12 o'clock last night to 12 o'clock this night, our way was made good by our account, southeast and by south 12 leagues, and southeast 3 leagues and a half, the ice always being on our larboard. The wind this day between north and northwest. The 120th at 4 o'clock in the morning, we sounded and had 120 fathom, green ooze, and the ice bore off us east, the wind variable. In diverse courses we made our way good south-southeast. Our latitude at noon being 74 degrees 9 minutes, we were hailed to the northwest beyond expectation. All this day fair, clear and warm weather, and lice on our larboard side at the north and by east sun. Being then at lowest, his height was 7 degrees 40 minutes, which made the pole's height 74 degrees 33 minutes. From the last day at noon till 12 o'clock this night, by account of our ship's way, we made our way good east-northeast, six leagues and a half. Whereby it doth appear how we were hailed to the northward. We had ground at 113 fathom, green sandy ooze. The two and twentieth, fair clear weather, the wind at west-northwest. At eight o'clock in the morning we had ground at 115 fathom, green ooze. From midnight to noon our course was northeast and by east, being in the latitude of 74 degrees 35 minutes. And we found that our ship's way and our observation were not, here there's a gap in the text, but there was careful heed taken of both. Here we had ice ahead of us, trending to the southeast, and all day before ice on our larboard. Here we stood southeast five leagues, then the ice trended south and by west six leagues. We sailed by it and doubled it by eight o'clock in the evening, and then it bore east of us. Here, having a smooth sea, the needle inclined 85 degrees from eight o'clock to twelve, north and by east easterly. Then we had the sun on the meridian, north and by east half a point easterly. The sun's height was seven degrees forty-five minutes which made the latitude 74 degrees, 43 minutes. The 3 and 20th in the morning, thick fog, the wind at north-northwest. From midnight till 4 o'clock this morning, we sailed northeast five leagues, and then we were among the ice. We cast about and stood two hours southwest two leagues, and had no ground at 180 fathom, then we cast about again and stood east till eight o'clock two leagues. And then it cleared up and we had ice ahead of us. And from north we stood to southeast and our shrouds were frozen. Then till noon we went east and by south four leagues and we were near ice on our larboard in the latitude of 74 degrees 30 minutes. In the afternoon, the wind being at north, we stood two hours and a half 
five leagues and a half. Three hours south southeast, five leagues, one hour southeast and by south, one league and a half. An hour east, half a league, which brought eight in the evening, always ice on our larboard. This afternoon we had some snow. From eight o'clock to midnight, south southwest, four leagues, with ice as a four. We saw the sun at the lowest north-northeast. His height was 7 degrees 15 minutes. The pole's height, 74 degrees 18 minutes. The 4 and 20th, clear but cold and some snow. The wind between north-northeast and northeast. From midnight to 4 o'clock we stood southward two leagues and southeast and by east two leagues. And from 4 o'clock till noon... Southeast southerly, nine leagues. Sounding, we had ground in 140 fathom. From noon to three o'clock, we stood southeast and by south, three leagues. From three to four, southwest and by south, one league. And had eyes from the northeast to the southeast of us. From four o'clock to eight, we stood southwest, two leagues and a half, southward half a league, with eyes near us under our lead. The five and twentieth cold and clear, the wind at east southeast. From eight o'clock last night till four this morning, our way was south and by east, four leagues and a half. Sounding, we had ground in eighty fathom. Then we had little wind till noon at east northeast, and the sun on the meridian on the southwest and by south point of the compass ere it began to fall. We were in the latitude of seventy two degrees fifty two minutes and had eyes on our larboard, and our hope of passage was gone this way, by means of our nearness to Nova Zembla, and the abundance of ice. We had, from noon to eight o'clock in the evening, the wind between north-northeast and northeast. We stood southeast three leagues and a half, and had ice on our larboard, and shoulding sixty-eight fathom. The sixth and twentieth, fair sunshining weather, and little wind at east-northeast. From twelve o'clock at night till four this morning we stood southward two leagues. Sounding we had sixty-six fathom, ooze as a four. From four o'clock to noon southeast and by south four leagues. And had the sun on the meridian on the southeast and by south point of the compass in the latitude of seventy-two degrees twenty-five minutes, and had sight of Nova Zembla, four or five leagues from us, and the place called by the Hollanders Swartcliffe. In the afternoon we had a fine gale at east-northeast, and by eight of the clock we had brought it to bear off us east-southerly, and sailed by the shore a league from it. The seven and twentieth, all the forenoon, it was almost calm. We being two mile from the shore, I sent my mate, Robert Dewart, and John Cook, my botswain, on shore with four others, to see what the land would yield that might be profitable, and to fill two or three casks with water. They found and brought aboard some whale's fins, two deer's horns, and a dung of deer. And they told me that they saw grass on the shore of the last year, and young grass came up amongst it a shaftman long. And it was boggy ground in some places. There are many streams of snow water nigh, It was very hot on the shore, and the snow melted apace. 
they saw the footings of many great bears, of deer and foxes. They went from us at three o'clock in the morning and came aboard at a southeast sun. And at their coming we saw two or three companies of morses in the sea near us swimming, being almost calm. I presently sent my mate, Ladlow the carpenter, and six others ashore, to a place where I thought the morses might come on the shore. They found the place likely, but found no sign of any that had been there. There was a cross standing on the shore, much driftwood and signs of fires that had been made there. They saw the footing of very great deer and bears, and much fowl and a fox. They brought aboard whale fins, some moss, flowers and green things that there did grow. They brought also two pieces of a cross, which they found there. The sun was on the meridian on the north-northeast half a point easterly, before it began to fall. The sun's height was 4 degrees 45 minutes, inclination 22 degrees 33 minutes, which makes the latitude 72 degrees 12 minutes. There is disagreement between this and the last observation, but by means of the clearness of the sun, the smoothness of the sea, and the nearness to land, we could not be deceived, and care was taken in it. The 8 and 20th, at 4 o'clock in the morning, our boat came aboard and brought two dozen of fowl and some eggs, whereof a few were good, and a whale's fin. And we all saw the sea full of morses, yet no signs of their being on shore. And in this calm, from 8 o'clock last evening till 4 this morning, we were drawn back to the northward, as far as we were the last evening at four o'clock, by a stream or a tide. And we chose rather so to drive, than to adventure the loss of an anchor, and the spoil of a cable. Here our new shipboat began to do us service, and was an encouragement to my company, which want I found the last year. The nine and twentieth in the morning, calm, being half a league from the shore. The sea being smooth, the needle did incline 84 degrees. We had many morses in the sea near us, and desiring to find where they came on shore, we put two with sail and oars, towing in our boat, and rowing in our bark to get about a point of land, from whence the land did fall more easterly, and the morses did go that way. So amidst Henry Hudson's now typical pattern of telling us the weather the location by compass, and the inclination of the sun, we hear small details about those morses, the walruses, and in this particular episode, the exploration of the Arctic islands of Novaya Zemlya. When Henry Hudson comes across these islands, he's not happy to make a new discovery, and in fact he says, our hope of passage was gone this way, by means of our nearness to Nova Zembla and the abundance of ice. So, with a huge island and lots of ice blocking the way, Hudson explores this land a little and then moves on towards the south in the hope that he can find a passage to the far east that way. It seems there are no people at all in this area, but some people have been there, as shown by that cross they find. And all the time, Henry Hudson is keeping a watchful eye on that ice. Now the description of Hudson's journey here is very much like the description of his first journey and in the next episode he reaches the limits of this journey 
and I think it's pretty clear by now that he isn't going to reach the Far East by this route either. But he will keep trying, and his most famous explorations are yet to come, along with a surprising turn in the documents, not least when he begins to meet the people of North America. In the meantime, however, that's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Henry Hudson giving the details of this cold voyage. If so, please do give it a like before you move on. And also, please do subscribe to be informed when those famous third and fourth voyages begin. This was Henry Hudson, Journey 2, Part 2, Arctic Islands and the Hope of Passage. Thanks for listening everyone, goodbye.